This is the Talking Points Podcast with Lessick and Camper Communications. This is Mark Rickle with Lessick Camper Communications. Typically, this podcast is dedicated to sharing information on issues such as education, business, healthcare, public safety, and how those issues might impact public policy. Um, on this episode, however, we're going to change things up a bit. And I've asked my friend Chris Heiberger to come on and share a little bit about his interesting hobby. Um, I've known Chris for well, nearly 40 years. And uh, we went to college together. We've uh, been to each other's weddings, sometimes twice, and we've watched our children grow up. Um, now, when an individual reaches a certain age, it's it's uh, almost inevitable they might come up with a hobby uh, to keep them busy. Uh, some go into landscaping, gardening, cooking. Some enjoy working with cars or remodeling their home. Now, now Chris's hobby is a little different. He decided comedy would be an enjoyable way to spend some downtime. And, and what started with uh, open mic opportunities at local uh, comedy clubs has now become almost a second profession for him. Uh, we're going to talk to him about that and the creation of an improv group that has uh, become pretty popular in Central Ohio. Uh, he's been doing it for almost, what, 10 years now. Um, and, the, and, and in addition to that, the programs they've created. We're also going to talk about how uh, he and others in the troupe have uh, um, shared their passion for making people laugh with uh, sharing their passion with the young and old. Uh, Chris, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's always fun to talk about this. Oh, good. Well, you know, okay, you've got hashtag comedy that started. You know, give me a little bit of background about. Yeah, how, I mean, this what, is... what what got you started in doing this? What was that sure. interest? And then yeah, I, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go back that far. I mean, ironically, I just got a haircut today, so it's the perfect place to start the discussion. <laughs> I used to get my haircut uh, from a great uh, stylist named Kathy Gage, and uh, Kathy would tell me stories about her husband, Jeff. Uh, Jeff was a part of a local improv group uh, that used to uh, do shows at the street scene. So uh, there may be some some listeners here that remember back in the day when Midwest Comedy Tool and Die would do uh, killer improv shows all over the city of Columbus. And then they traveled all over the country doing it. And she would tell me the stories. And I was like, God, I got to meet your husband someday and just talk about comedy. And she's like, well, he, he teaches improv. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And uh, at the time, my kids were getting older and one of them had a driver's license and the other one was, you know, all, out and about all the time. And, and so I thought, well, maybe now would be a time to start something for just for dad. So uh, I signed up for an improv class and it was uh, I, I think he did eight week sessions with two hours on a Sunday. And then it finished with a Monday night show. And I went through one cycle of classes and was absolutely hooked. I, I literally took, uh, I think his level one and level two class three times. So I took six classes from Jeff over and over again, because the payoff was a show. You know, that's, that's what I wanted is get on stage. You know, I, it was a, just unbelievable how much fun I had. And, uh, and so that's where it started. That was, gosh, that's probably 13 years ago. Now, I think I started doing improv. So in one of those classes, 
uh, a group of us, there was, I think, 12 people in the class. Uh, 10 of us, uh, uh, two of us, Phil, my buddy Phil and I had a group and, and Mark, you may have seen a show, it was called State of Play. And uh, we were already performing together. And then the other 10 decided they wanted to form a group. And so they did form a group and they called it Hashtag Comedy. And they went out and started, they found themselves a stage. They, they got locked down with a buddy over at Shadowbox and they got a regular gig there. And um, they got regular gigs all over and they started just expanding it down to even uh, getting like announcing gigs downtown at the, uh, for, for different concerts and stuff there in the green on the lawn. So um you know, we, we started doing that and started teaching classes. And then uh, about five or six years ago, I uh, stayed at play, wasn't performing anymore. And I went back to my friends and said, hey, I, I want to be a part of this. I've still got a lot of work in me and I want to keep going. And uh, so they let me join. And uh, I've been doing that uh, for that amount of time. So doing a little bit of everything since then. <laughs> so you talk about this, uh, you know, you, you, the thrill of it getting on stage. I mean, have you did you do that previously? Uh, uh, before, or was you know, this just something that you, hey, I, you, you got the thrill once and you can't stop since? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I was, um, I was a part of an association for about 10 years in the industry I was in previously, the health insurance industry. And I ran our annual trade show. And so I'd be up on stage as the MC. I, I've, people have asked me to do, I'm a licensed wedding officiant. So people have asked me to do their marriages before. I, I wouldn't say I'd done this on stage, but I definitely don't shy away from that. But this was a totally different uh, experience for me. I think that's why I was so uh, like hooked and, and just locked into it from the very first try. So what is it about improv that, that is it the excitement of not knowing where a, a skit is going to go, where the, the next cue from your from your cohort is going to be and where you're going to take it is it is it just you know let's start here and see where it goes yeah i mean for definitely for a performer you know it's really fun when you're performing with people and it doesn't even matter their experience level cuz i find i enjoy performing with with new people too because it's somebody different and i don't know their beats and i don't know their style and um so there is a lot of fun in just sort of figuring out how to put together a nice scene but i think first of all the the laughs are addicting uh, you know i'll be honest with you i mean that's the drug the true the true drug is getting those laughs and that feeling that you get knowing that the audience is enjoying what you're doing but when improv is done really well and i i'll uh, i will say that the group of folks that i perform with are all very good and in, the improv that we do is very good improv it's very watchable uh it's not uncomfortable and it's it's funny and it's smart and people make great choices and we really support one another and you can tell on stage when we perform together how much fun we have doing it together so that that's the little sort of secret of improv is that as you get to know one another it gets better and better as a group and and uh the hashtag comedy then started with another show though you were doing these at the at the shadow box with the yep. tbd the improv musical Right. And, and that we, we've seen that a number of times. And it's just to me, uh, talk a little bit about that, because it it, it kind of takes improv into a new dimension. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to think of 
you don't have to think of a punchline, but you have to actually think of a song. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you know, as if being on stage and making it all up as you go along and trying to have it be watchable and make sense and not be just completely stupid. Uh, then just imagine that at some point music that you've not heard before starts playing and then you have to make up a song to go with it. Uh, yeah, Sarah Storer, one of the founding members of Hashtag, her and another member of the group, Alex Dodge, had this vision for incorporating music into improv. And you know Alex Dodge. Alex Dodge teaches out at the uh, uh, Arts uh, Preparatory Academy out there on the east side of Columbus. He's such a wonderful human, and so is Sarah. Talented uh, people. And so they wanted to introduce music into improv, and they had this idea, like, could we put on a musical you know, in improv, there's you know, the short form, long form, and I'm not going to bore you with the difference, but short form is the whose line is it anyway? Quick little games, funny punchline, call scene. You know, the long form is much more drawn out. You may have a character, you may create a play and, and really take it long for 40 minutes, 50 minutes. You're the same person. You come in and out of scenes and advance the character's wants and support of other characters, etc. So it's like, well, why not add music? You know, that's all we're missing is just add music. And, uh, you know, what what I found is that, um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a musical guy. I love musicals, but I'm not like, um, forgive the term musical geek, you know, but but there are people who literally love them, know them, know all the words to the songs, get the beats, understand that, you know, the story arcs of all those things. And that's what we started learning. It's like, how can we create it? And it's not just like, how can I get good at singing? It's literally, how can we get good at telling a story? All the other things are like, yeah, you better figure out how to do that. Like, you know, that's the easy part, you know, just sing songs you make up. But how do I tell a good story that the audience will enjoy? Oh, shit, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. Excuse yeah, me. well, you, you talk about this. It's, it's a little, that as if there is a science to to doing improv and doing comedy i mean it, and and go into this there here's my segue you know you you're teaching classes now too um yeah. so uh talk about the science you know where you get into the you know tell the structure of the story arc and then come to the finish and call scene <laughs> you know tell me a little bit about that and then and and how you're sharing that knowledge for others yeah for sure you know the sort of the main tenets of improv is, is taught by hashtag comedy, but is probably pretty universal across all is, you know, first of all, it's yes. And, you know, that's a universal improv statement. Uh, yes. And is the idea that you would uh, on stage as a performer, but even in life, take something that comes at you and rather than, you know, negate it and push it away and discount it, you say, yeah, okay, that's the reality that I'm in. And I'm going to add to that. You know, and so a great example might be if I'm on stage and I say, you know, Batman, uh, you know, I see the, the spotlights up there, Batman. I think we're being called. And that other person on stage looks at me and says, there's no way I'm Batman. Of course, I'm Superman. Well, you know, we really broke the whole scene right away. There's no reason to go on. I look like a complete idiot. I'm Robin who showed up on a rooftop with Superman, not knowing where I'm supposed to be. You know, it's broke. And uh, and so the idea of yes and is that if that person hears me come to them and say, Batman, you know, the light's up. They say, well, then let's go get the car warmed up. And why don't you go ahead and make me a quick cup of coffee before we go? And, you know, so so we're yes, yes, I'm Batman. And, you know, make me coffee. And so uh, 
um, you know, that's that's the number one thing. Number two would be the idea of listening. And, and again, the, uh, we tie these things into real life when we do corporate stuff too. Not just hearing stuff, you know, not just hearing that somebody's talking to you, but li- really listening and understanding what's going on as if you're actively in that conversation. It's this active listening. And in improv, it's not just with your ears. It has to be a little bit with your eyes, if that makes any sense. Because if I'm not looking at my partner and they're standing over there doing this, they're clearly painting a wall, you know. But if I'm over here making a pie and say, man, these, these pie, this pie making is exhausting. And everybody's like, yeah, but that guy's painting a wall, you know. And then that poor person's like, yeah, and I hate having to paint these pies too, you know. Um, so, so this, this idea of just active listening, you know, always kind of looking around and sort of understanding what's going on, um, uh, and active listening in part of that too, is being okay with silence. I think, uh, the number one thing that people struggle with is a moment of brief silence in a conversation must be filled with inane, whatever. Um, and then, uh, the third thing is, uh, to support your, your playing partners, support your other uh, teammates at all costs. And really what we mean by that is recognizing the moment on stage. And this is very true in TBD, the improvised musical. Um, I, I Maybe I'm not ready to sing, <laughs> you know, the music's there. We're at that moment in that sing, song, uh, in that scene where somebody has to sing. And I'm not necessarily teed up to do that, or I just don't have the confidence in that moment, or my playing partner doesn't. And it, it's it's on my shoulders to begin singing then, or for them to do that for me, um, or for other people to come on into the scene and begin singing something, um, or to call scene. So you know, really, we're just looking out for each other all the time because, really, at the end of the day, that's how we end up looking better is if we make sure we don't let anybody sort of fall apart on stage. Um, but again, very true in, in regular life, right? Yeah. And then the final thing is trust your gut and trust your gut is really the idea that um, by the time you've made it to the, this point where you're in the show, you've practiced quite a bit. You've practiced your singing, you've practiced this, you've done that, you've been on stage before, maybe you've put in the work. Don't worry now, you trust yourself, trust your gut that your instincts are good instincts. I think people freeze on stage because they're worried about the words that'll come out as if it makes sense or if it's funny. It doesn't have to be funny. What it has to be is... Uh, uh, the right sentence to say in that context and in that moment. And it's okay if it's not funny, just be present, be in the moment. So those are the four tenets that we really talk about. And and that's how we teach. And that's how we perform as a group together. We talk about those things before each each show. And um, and that's from a corporate standpoint, we just really frame that a little bit more from a, a business standpoint, but you can see how these ideas are not things that are comedy related. They're truly just, the just normal like interaction related stuff so, so well when you say about teaching you know tell me about um you know the the classes you offer i mean yeah. you're offering them to you know uh teens here in the central ohio <laughs> yeah and, well, i'm branching out man i'm yeah. i'm expanding my my footprint but yeah it's hashtag definitely teaches level one level two level three they're all classes, improv classes that take you through the fundamental building blocks of improv to, to get you show ready. The fun thing about all of our classes, just like when I was uh, taking classes, you get a show at the end of every class. Um, we also teach kids and Josh, who uh, runs our kids program, he's got an education degree. He's done a lot of teaching. We just did a program at Wycliffe Elementary this year in Arlington. Um, and so we're, we're really trying to broaden those things, 
but I, I had gotten invited to do some teaching of some seniors, uh, not in high school uh, in life. <laughs> um, they are, uh, they're all between the ages of about 85 to 95. Um, they live together in a very beautiful residence down in Coral Gables, Florida. And it is a, it's an eight or nine story building that takes up a whole city block in the edge of downtown Miami. This place is gorgeous. It, it, and they hired me to teach improv classes. And uh, they, they bring everybody comes into the big sort of ballroom that they have there and they put me up on a, a big screen. So literally, you know, uh, uh, this, this Zoom call that you're looking at me now on Mark is the backdrop that they always see me on. And, um, and we do improv together. And I've been doing it for a few years. So um, it's been amazing. Um, they, they really love it. For some of them, many of them, it is their favorite activity of the week. And this place is a wonderful home, a wonderful community. They provide really great activities for everyone. But for some folks, this has really struck a chord. But I've been teaching there so long that, you know, over time, I have to start to adapt, you know, because I don't have a, like, what's the next step? Plus, you know, there's also some, you know, physical challenges as well. So there's, there's not like get up and run around the room and things like that. So we, we figure out how to adapt what we learn and teach. And so what we've gotten to, and this has almost been, uh, I, I just love doing it. We've gotten to the point where we do plays every week, an improvised play. Um, and so what I do is I write a few paragraphs of a narrative just to give the context for the story. And then I come up with a whole list of characters, their names. I sign everybody a character and uh, we do a quick warm up and then we read through the story and then we do the play and I just direct it and I say, all right, the first scene, Jackie is Dr. So-and-so is going to be talking to uh, Judith, who's playing the cook, and uh, they're going to be concerned about the quality of the food they're serving the guests on the ship, right? And so then they have this scene and, uh, and then I just slowly, as we learn things, as they making up their scenes and their characters, you know, interaction in the world, I adapt the next scene and the next scene. And I slowly try to create that story arc for all of us until we get to a conclusion and they love it. And uh, it's, it's fun for me. I got to write a new story every week. So that's kind of challenging, but they absolutely love it. They come in um, you want to talk about adapting your style, even down to the very first week when I had it printed up, I was told the font needs to be bigger. <laughs> I gotcha. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> well, so Chris, tell me if, if there was someone out there that uh, a parent or an individual who, who wanted yeah. to maybe look into classes, I mean, where would they, where would they look? Yeah. So we post all of our classes online through our website at hashtag comedy.com. And uh, there's a, just a very brief description about it. Uh, we, uh, we're actually getting kind of geared up in a new space. And one of the things we hope to do actually is just offer a, oh, a two-hour course on a Saturday afternoon where you can just come pop in and try something for free to see if you like it. Might want to sign up for a class. Um, but yeah, level one is a, is a six-week class, two hours on a Tuesday evening. Um, our studio is downtown at uh, just very close to High and 5th Avenue, between 5th and 6th Avenue, right there on High. Um, and uh, yeah, hashtag comedy.com is the website. And, and we're, you know, and you're continually just, you know, performing um, across Central Ohio. Uh, you got any dates coming up? 
Yeah, uh, we've got a show coming up on. Uh, let me let me get you the dates here real quick. Uh, our next show is on April 26th at Natalie's, um, Natalie's in Grandview, and that's the TBD, the Improvised Musical. Uh, so you can get to the tickets through our website for that show. And then the very following week, our other cast, uh, the Hashtag Comedy cast, has a show at Woodlands Tavern. And that's a 90s-themed show. That's on May 3rd, and we're actually asking folks to come dressed up. Oh, God, it is going to be a blast. Um, it's really been fun telling all these younger people what happened in the 90s. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember it. Yeah, uh, we've had a blast getting ready for that show. So those are our next two shows. But we've uh, we've got a lot of some corporate gigs coming up. I think we're actually doing a Labor Day festival out at West Jefferson this year. And uh, many other things will be filling up our calendar as the, the weather gets better. And, and of course, you remind everyone that this is not your primary job. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. My primary job feeds this habit. <laughs> and uh, uh, this is the most expensive part-time job I've ever had. I've never gotten paid, and uh, nor do I want to get paid. I just love doing this. The, the community that we've created it has extended way beyond just the hashtag comedy company. Um, Within our cast, we right now, we just grew. We just added several new cast members. Uh, but we have about 25 cast members in total, which is amazing. Wow. And they're all very fun and funny, talented people. Um, but then collateral to that, we have lots of folks in the stand-up community that we're very close with. We have folks in the sketch sketch community here. Um, so we're really excited about offering an expansion beyond the improv we do. We're, we're going to be offering stand-up classes even performing small little pop-up stand-up shows and things, giving a chance for the people to take what they learn and actually give it a shot on stage. I mean, we'd love nothing better than to somebody to um, find and hone their skills with us and then go off and do great things, right? Um, and so uh, we're really excited about the future. I, I would say that uh, here in the next few months, there'll be a lot of announcements for new shows and classes coming up. Great. Well, hey, Chris, thank you uh, yeah. for coming on. It was fun to talk about this. Um, yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll be looking for you out, out on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I really love talking about it. And uh, it, it's just been a fun life skill to have and a fun thing to share with other people. And uh, come out and take a class, Mark. I know you'd be great at it. Uh, yeah, we'll try. <laughs> I know you got a kid that's pretty good at it. Right, right. Well, that's that's where we'll, we'll just watch her, watch them go through it. You got it. You got it. All right, All right. friend. I'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Talking Points. You can download previous podcast episodes by visiting lessitcamper.com slash talking points or searching directories such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google.